it was kind of like a Ooh. oh <laughs> 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 that's funny yeah good good enough I, mean, I think one, it should be a little brighter. lighter. I thought the power one. Right? Yeah, I know, yeah. me too. This just reminded okay, me of okay. like the Rogan episode. He was like, I forget who he was talking to, and like the power kept cutting, cutting, cutting. Oh, and really? Like, yeah, and they're yeah. like, I think like somebody's watching us do this episode, and they don't want it to go out. <laughs> That's funny. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of New Vita Let's Talk. Uh, today our guest is a game changer in not one, not two, but three industries. He was the creator of Gatsby's nightclub, arguably the best nightclub that ever existed in London, Ontario. He pioneered healthy food delivery with LiveFit and Ethy Foods. And now he's tackling plastic waste head on with groundbreaking tech at Denova Labs, which turns plastic into treasure in five minutes. Join us as we dive into the extraordinary journey of this visionary entrepreneur who's reshaping how we eat and saving the planet at the same time. Nick Spina, brother, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. And um, let's start, I guess, with uh, Gatsby's, yo. That was yeah. the best, that was the best <laughs> place, honestly. Yeah, it was a wild time. Right? <laughs> so how old were you when you started that? 23. That's crazy. So you you opened up Gatsby's, like, by yourself, like, with a team and... No, I had a partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a partner. It was a, you, you know what, it's a, it's a pretty wild story, actually. So... I used to manage a group, um, uh, like a hospitality group, even when I was younger than that. Yeah. Uh, the the owner of that group didn't know how old I was, and anyways, I was I was running um, a few different places, but a fairly large one in London called Tap House that mm-hmm. held about seven hundred people, and we had it. What you know, when we kind of when I took it over as a general manager. Um, you know, it, it wasn't super busy and we made it, we made it super busy over, you know, five months or something like that. It was super satisfying, but, but then, yeah, the, uh, the business decided to change. Uh, I mean, one brother owned it in the family, it moved to the other brother and he wanted to shut it down and open up another brand in there. Um, and, uh, so I get a, I'm in Rome. Okay. At six in the morning, I get a call from one of my best friends and he goes, Nick, um, I'm sorry to say, but apparently you're fired. And I was like, interesting, because I'm the only one who can fire people besides yeah, the, the general owner. manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, no, nah, apparently the owner has been calling everybody and just letting everyone go. And apparently you're on that list. And I, I was like, what the hell? We're we're busy, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, what's what's going on here? I called him. He said, yeah, Nick. You know, unfortunately, my my brother's taking over the business, and he wants everyone gone. He wants to start something else. And I hung up and I and I looked at my my friend at the time and I said, you know what, we're gonna open up our own place. And this is in Rome, right? I was in Rome. Yeah, <laughs> six in the morning. Okay, made me feel you know like I, that was a phone call where yeah. you just feel sick to your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Fuck the pain at the time. And then um, so I look at him and I say, we're gonna open up something as soon as we get back. And he thought he he looked at me without a second, didn't hesitate. He said fuck yeah. yeah and i was like okay yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then i started thinking i was like you know what i'm gonna open a place i wasn't gonna let anything get in my way which is kind of like my attitude towards business now if you really want something to happen you you can make it happen even if you don't have the tools in front of you yeah, yeah. right it doesn't matter how bad you want it so uh i i i called a guy who um, used to manage uh, Rouge? I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, Rouge. Club Rouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rouge. We were and, young when it was. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and, and um, I knew it was closed for a couple of years, and I was like, "Well, he's sitting on 
um, you know, closed venue yeah. that I could probably give him an offer and take it over. I had like 20 grand saved to my name at the time. Yeah. And I, um, I, I went to him and, and I said, Hey, you know, I want to buy this closed down nightclub for, yeah. from yeah. you. And he was like, no, he's like, you probably don't even have money. Yeah. And then I was like, I can go get money. And then he said, okay, how much can you get? And I said, I don't know, like 60 grand maybe yeah. like, yeah. let me see what I can do. And, uh, and then he's like, okay, uh, go out and get money and, um, you know, and then we'll talk. Yeah. And he probably put 600 grand into the thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but he wasn't able to bring people there or manage yeah. it. Yeah. So then I kind of thought, well, I bring a lot of tools that he doesn't have and maybe he'll take my offer to re retrieve some of his money back. And then he calls me back maybe a couple of days later. And he says, Nick, you know, I did some research about you and you packed tap house and apparently, you know, you, everyone on your team really likes you. And like, you know, so I want to do 50, 50 with you. That's great. And I was like, okay, I didn't know how to do fucking construction. Yeah. yeah. He did, you know, so, and we had to do a lot of it and we had 30 days to open by Damn. the time the students came back. So then what happened was, um, I went and I said, okay, let's do it. I brought some money. Um, we had 30 days to renovate. I didn't sleep. Uh, news crews were coming in and interviewing me because I was 23, right? Yeah. Damn. So people were like, hey, like, you know, is this kid going to make it? And opening night, I had maybe two speakers hooked up, okay? The walls were still wet with paint. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The plate, the, There was no air conditioning or anything. Couldn't afford it. But yeah. the show goes on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I went out in the parking lot and I puked. Damn. I was so nervous. I went and I puked. And then I went back inside, finished up. I got some music running. The yeah. DJs come in. It's like 8 30, 9 o'clock rolls around. All of a sudden, someone walked, like a group of people walking in, like across the parking lot, maybe like four people or something like that. And we're like, hey, like, why are you here? They're like, we're here for opening night. And I was like, we don't open for an hour yeah. or more, you know? Yeah. It's like 10 30 or something when we opened. And, and then, uh, Within like 30 minutes, there was like 3,000 people in the parking lot. Crazy. It was insane. Yeah. And then I thought, holy shit. Yeah. You know, because it was a moment in my life where either it was going to, you know, go this way, I was going to be in some debt or I was going to succeed. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, yeah, that was the start of Gatsby. That's oh, crazy. I love that story. Man. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and how were you able to attract 3,000 people on opening day? Like, were you guys just marketing? Like, We learned how to do that from the prior business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just met so many people. Yeah. And we invited everyone. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like the whole city came. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of, there's hundreds of thousands What's of people. What's the first thing your partner said to you when you saw that turnout, that you actually, made, like, did it? He was impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he was happy. But that's the thing. It's like when you get people there, then you're like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. how do we keep them here, right? Yeah. How, how did you feel thing. that night when you went to bed? Like, you know, knowing that it, it turned out the way you wanted it to. You know what? It, um, I, I think, like, subconsciously, a lot of people think, like, I want to start a business, what, which is, like, the winning. Like, you start it, and you're like, yay, you know, but you have to keep it going. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? So that's, like... That's the that, that's the kind of the double edged sword. It's like you start a business and it's not like the finish line. You're just getting to the start of the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, you know. Yeah. So you're not really like celebrating at that point because like you gotta. You like you do. It, you sustain it though. You gotta... I I highly recommend for people to celebrate when they can. Uh, not too much because you might take your foot off the gas. Yeah. You know, I think uh, mentally, if you think that you have won in life, then you 
don't work as hard. Um, so, and, and that's like something that is, um, it's, it's like entrepreneurship is like stair steps, right? Like yeah. you, you're constantly taking a step and I, I say like, you know, have a win, but yeah. like, and then you're going to want to take another one and another one and it never ends though. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, I have, uh, you know, friends that, you know, in the multi millions, hundreds of millions to billions that are still playing the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is like, there is no ceiling for them that they just want to keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's fascinating. I feel like that's like a, a personality type though, right? Like yeah. you would 100%. say, like like just chase. someone who just like, like it's, it's fulfilling. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just want to keep on like growing and keep on like proving like yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And it's stimulating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Extremely stimulating. They say like a lot of uh, high performing athletes will, um, you know, they get kind of, they get an adrenaline rush, right. Whenever they kind of like uh, go into a game, they have these, crowds of you know 20,000 people watching them right yeah. and then um you kind of get like you you you, you learn to love it yeah. right so that's kind of like the same thing in business you kind of get a little bit of adrenaline for sure when you like overcome some really big challenge yeah. and did you have a, a role model in business like when you were young because 23 and then opening up Gatsby's like, like you have this drive in you like like what like how were your surroundings like I used to read Steve Jobs books I okay. used to read Gary Vaynerchuk's books yeah yeah mm. now he's my partner yeah, yeah, that's a crazy. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. That wild. It, I'm not kidding you. Um, it just like when you want things to happen so bad, like for some reason, I'm not like really spiritual or yeah. anything, but you know, I do believe in like you work towards things, maybe even subconsciously, and like I always wanted Gary to be a partner, and an opportunity came up where a friend of mine actually knew him, wow. and I was like, dude, we're we're like we're raising capital right now and looking for partners too. I like, can you intro Gary? And I got on the phone with Gary and Gary heard everything that I, that I said. And he was like, let's fucking go. And, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and he looked at his lawyer yeah, and he yeah. was like, Man, he's like, make this real. And yeah. yeah. And, and Gary well. invested in which one of your ventures again? He's a partner in, in, uh, Ethy group oh, okay, uh, cool. and in Denovia. So and in Denovia. yeah, yeah. Nice. Denovia is owned by Ethy group, but primarily, but is also being spun out into its own company. So. Okay. So how'd you make yeah. the pivot from like being like a manager at a club or like an owner and then going to what you're doing now? Um, great question. I think, um, you know, I, I think to be honest, it, it's kind of like gun in the back of your head scenario. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was managing a place and the business closed and didn't want that management team there anymore. Um, for what he just wanted to hire in a fresh yeah. team. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do now? You know, mm -hmm. so gun in the back of my head, either I'm going to open up my own place or do nothing. Yeah. Decided that I wanted to win. Was that your identity at that moment was being like a club owner or it was, yeah, it wasn't necessarily like, like I, I mean, I think a lot of negative stigma comes along with like clubbing, I guess, yeah, but yeah. you know, we were in a fantastic facility that was super clean. You know, we want to just to have a really good crowd yeah. and um and we did you know it yeah. was it was a great it was a great business i love the business side of it um i didn't really care too much about the partying side i always was yeah. pretty like you know I, I, I treated it like a business yeah um yeah but I, I think um when i went to gatsby and started gatsby um i mean eating healthy is always a priority of mine yeah. and i wanted to um get out of the bar industry because it wasn't super scalable and it wasn't something like 
again, talking about steps, I wanted to take mm. another step. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, and there's also a lot of negatives in that industry that brought on a lot of like, you never knew, like we got that place so filled that like, you never know when someone's going to fall on the fucking stairs. Yeah. Or, yeah like, like the liability the liability was like a yeah. lot, but, um, and people don't realize like how much that actually costs. Hmm. Right. So you might have a good month, but then all of a sudden like you get, you know, uh, you know, uh, someone the police come in and give you a hard time or yeah, yeah. something like that and and like the regulations in that industry is it's three thousand people there at a minimum usually every night yeah so when you have that sort of liability um like think of one percent yeah right like a one percent issues every night <laughs> right so whether that is you know someone falling on the stairs or even like you're uh partially responsible for people drinking and driving. Yeah. So if someone could walk down the street, get in a car, drive away, crash, and I'm slightly responsible. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to get into something else. Mm. So I thought of the idea of LiveFit uh, when I was I was eating out twice a day. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and eating healthy is a priority yeah. of mine. And I kind of thought, hey, I need a better solution. Yeah. That's so cool, you know? man. Right? Like that transition in regards to business from like, owning a club to to live fit like did you find that there was a lot of similar things that you can pull to like the next business 100% the hospitality I mean, what were some of those things yeah so. um well i mean i definitely learned a ton of skills on the on the, the relationship side I, I love making friends everywhere mm -hmm. i go and um you know so that's what i really liked about hospitality but just generally running a business um you know learning about how to like you know balance sheet financial statements and that kind of stuff uh, so were you wearing multiple hats at gatsby's like you were like everything everything yeah yeah, yeah i was doing damn. everything yeah same thing at tapos damn. yeah managing people right yeah, yeah large yeah. teams you know yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking like I, I think we had like 70 60 staff i think yeah. at one yeah. point you know, so um, it was everything. And even the science of making sure that people had a good time every single night. Yeah. It's a lot more sophisticated than you might think. Down to the point of like, you know, even dimming the lights in the bathroom or changing them to amber. And because when you go to a bar, you want people to feel confident, not nervous. Mm -hmm. So when people go into the bathroom, they look in the mirror and they might look tanned. Oh. You know, and like, so little things like that. Or you want to make sure that... Um, you know, people go to a bar to kind of meet each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to build it in a way where people might brush past each other quite easily and meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's always four to five feet in front of the bar. Yeah. You know that you, and then you want the bar to be relatively busy. So people bump into each other. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Right. Um, and then like, even with, uh, like TVs, like TVs is a science in a bar because if you're standing there with a drink and you are standing by yourself or me with a friend, you don't, you, you have nothing to look at besides people. And like, if you get caught looking at someone, you might get really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a little TV that you can look at, uh, you know, it just takes the edge off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So it's anyways, really a science. Yeah. It's a science. That's it's why really you're walking around all confident back in the day. Why? Because the, the lights in the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, even, even yeah. like, even with like music, right. Yeah. Beginning of the night, you want to play uh, music that girls like. Yeah. Because then the dance floor fills with girls. Mm. And then the guys come in and, you know, yeah. and guys want to dance with girls. So it's like you want the dance floor to be filled with girls. And then when guys show up, then, you know, people can meet each other easier. Yeah. Were you learning um, like this, like social aspect of like people? Like, are you reading? Um, like, how, how, sorry, how do I read them? Or, or, no, well, or where did I learn it? Yeah, where'd you learn it? That's um, I think it's always been something. It's been all, a part of me in my blood. Like, I just, I love people generally um but i just love conversations i mean just human connection is fantastic yeah. right 
Um, but um, I, I think also just through time, it's a part of the business, right? Like the hospitality business is, um, you know, people don't go to a bar to buy like a vodka soda. You know what I mean? When yeah. you might think that is 100, almost 100% how a venue makes its money, mm-hmm. right? But people are actually coming to meet other people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's so the you, experience, the you're, time there. You're in the people business and you happen to be selling beverages. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, just a byproduct of like the business itself. Right. And you want to have as many friends as possible and create an ecosystem where people can socialize with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how we were very successful with that industry. That's amazing. Um, I guess that, let's get into um, Live Fit Foods. Um, how did you start that? And what? And like, did you just sold Godspeed's and then you moved on to your next venture? Or how was that uh, transition kinda, in regards to business? Kind of, yeah. Um, like, I got out of the bar business and um, I went, you know, I, I was walking past, I was getting, what was I getting? A haircut? And I was walking past Thai, or... Um, Ben, what is it called? Bangkok Pad Thai downtown. Oh, Ben 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was walking behind it and then I kind of had this idea at home where I was like, I need a restaurant kitchen. I kind of know them. I'll go in and ask if I can rent it from them. And I went in there and I was like, can I rent this from you on Sundays? And they were like, well, think about it. And I was like, I'll give you 300 bucks. And they're like, okay. (laughs) And then we did that. Uh, I went in there. I ordered all, I had a friend at Cisco a food supplier and I went out and I told like four friends about this idea that I thought could use it. I went in there and cooked the shit myself with two other chefs in there. Cause I wanted to have, I think like in a partnership, um, like I didn't know how to do the construction half of the bar, which was not good for me because if he went on vacation, mm-hmm. then nothing would happen. Right. So with this business, I was like, I'm going to learn everything myself. I mean, I knew generally how to cook things, but I I went in there and got hands on. And yeah. that was my thesis. I wanted to go in there and learn 100% of the business. And um, and that's what I did. And so creative for you to like ask Bantan to use their place on Sunday. Yeah. I was I nervous like, too. I was yeah. nervous and it was against like, I could have went home and kick my feet up. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I was like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask. Yeah. And I went in there and asked. And then they were like, okay. You know, sure. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, business is starting. The one thing I'll say is that that is really bizarre for some reason that's happened in my lifetime or career is that, you know, while I was, um, you know, a manager at the at Tapos, I was like, I'm going to open up my own place one, one day, one day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then an opportunity happened that made me do it. Yeah. You know, but then the same thing with the bar. I didn't want to be in the bar business anymore. And then I was just walking by by chance, not unplanned. You know, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, well, you know, that time isn't just going to come to me. I have to go to it. I'm here. May as well go in, Hmm. you know? So I did. And then, and then that was, um, you know, kind of the start of lift. So it's one of those things where like, like the world presents to you a bunch of things up to you to really take action. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so what I meant by that was everything that I had ever wanted to do, like a goal, a big audacious goal always came to me earlier in my career than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And what I like about um, Live Fit is like, you were like first to market in a way, right? Like we you were, were like yeah. one of the first people to do that. Yep. So like, um, what were the biggest barriers that you found uh, creating something like this when you were the first to market? Well, there's a whole lot of answers that you don't know the answer <laughs> or you don't know the answers to, right? So, um, yeah, trial and error. 
Yeah. Trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Mm-hmm. I, I strongly believe if you want something to happen so bad, you you will figure it out, like on 100% almost of the mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, there's always a way to over overcoming that challenge Yeah, if you have the motivation. Were yeah. there things you had to change within yourself uh, to scale the business? So 100%. Far? Is yeah. there any things you can like? Well, I've I've always had this ability to kind of had have like a, um, you know, when people might, you know, I I think a lot of people, like for example, your friend might be lazy, but if you go to him and say, hey, you're lazy, he might be like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've kind of been able to have that hard look at myself and like know like what flaws I might have and try to like better them um and and force to do them and i think like you know for me um i've had a lot of adversity i think in my life um at certain points uh growing up not really in my teenage years mostly that um makes me want to prove to myself that i am capable of doing big audacious things yeah and so that is like also it's not just about the money for me um, you know, in high school, like I had like a lot of teachers that were like, I got in an accident, right. Where I couldn't really read or remember things properly. Mm-hmm. I broke, uh, six or seven places in my cheek. Oh, and, like a car accident? Kind of. Yeah. And I, uh, then my teachers actually failed me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I'm showing up still, but I, I physically can't read or, yeah. you know, things like that. So it was kind of like, I, I was kind of like, fuck you to the school yeah, system yeah. a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, that's where it started and mm-hmm, then yeah. i just kind of also get high off of these achievements yeah yeah, right? yeah with the chip on the shoulder and uh, yeah a little that's bit that's funny because i remember in high school uh the, um what do they call it the, the teachers who help you pick classes the um, guidance counselor, count, guidance guidance counselor was yeah. like oh like why are you picking academic classes you're not going to go to university and that's when i was like ah oh, fuck i gotta pick academic mm-hmm. classes you know just to prove to you like i can go right right so right it's one of those things where it's like as a little kid it's funny how that can like really fuel fire yeah 100 percent. you know and it, and it kind of started there but then you know i and, and it kind of forced me to get into it but um you know i i would i would say like you know, if money can't be the only motivator for you to do things, right? You have to be like deeply fulfilled off of like achieving certain things to keep going. Yeah. Because sometimes you got to do things and the money's not even coming, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And um, what's the difference between Live Fit Foods and Ethi Foods? Yeah, so we started off as Live Fit. um, But then what we wanted to do was we wanted to branch, um, basically create a parent company that was sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got a worm farm partnership on our basement mm-hmm. yeah. um where we feed all of our food scraps into that turns into worm poop which is worm castings yeah, yeah. that goes back out to different a variety of different sources mm-hmm. uh so we really are zero percent food waste but we wanted to get into other segments of the food business so creating the parent company allowed us to get into pet food it allowed mm-hmm. us to get into a whole bunch of other things too yeah um so that's why we created ethy group yeah cool and then um what what made you take like uh waste so serious like you know is that something that you're passionate about or, yeah it is I, I think like uh, you, you know if you're running a business that is at scale you almost have the responsibility in this day and age to run um sustainably uh, yeah. i mean on on all angles really but um yeah how can you contribute to something bigger than just making money yeah, yeah. right and yeah. i think that also customers like it i think that I, de- I, I definitely like it. Our partners like it. Our staff likes it. You know, so it just made all the sense in the world to do it. Yeah. The was planet it, likes was it. Was it a byproduct of like going like greener uh, when you're doing your business or was it like you just kind of had to because of a passion? 
Um, both. Yeah, I think it logically made sense. Yeah. Um, and and also emotionally, you know, it made us all feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Like it was bigger than you, as right. the entrepreneur. Right. right. Like you're saving the world too. Yeah, <laughs> trying to. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, like someone's I guess got to, you know. Someone's got to. Yeah. We can't just leave to Mars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. It was a cool 10 million hanging around for a ticket to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're charging? They're going to be. I don't know. Probably the probably, minimum. Would probably you go? more. Do you think you'd go to Mars if that was I the option? I think we should stay behind and clean the planet yeah. up. You know. Would yeah. you Would you go to space though? Like do anything like like um Jeff Bezos? Like you know when they just hover over 100%. the Hundred percent. You would yeah. do that, eh? Yeah. yeah. That's. Dope. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what, though? I, I think, like, as crazy as I am, I, I mean, I, I love even, like, diving and swimming with sharks with, like, no chain mail or anything on or really? no cage. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I understand the nature of sharks to a level where I, I'm very confident that there's no harm going to be done to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to be very cautious with that kind of stuff because I also have a lot of responsibility on my shoulders yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people depending on me, right? Yeah, yeah, so a lot sure. of investors and and whatnot so i i don't do that stuff uh that much uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or or you know so going to mars or sorry not mars but but space you know is that if it was safe you yeah know, and was, i was guaranteed to come back yeah i'd do it yeah so so um breaking down like you know what i mean like um being very minimal with your waste with your company is that what led to like nevoda labs denovia yeah sorry denovia labs yeah no worries um so that was actually a we were working with a group of scientists to develop a sugarcane-based pulp tray mm. that could do everything that plastic could do without being plastic because we were trying to get rid of plastic in our business. And we achieved that. We invented that. And um, and then the uh, lead scientist, Ishtok, approached me, and he said, Nick, I've got this liquid that can, I think, dissolve plastic waste and actually upcycle it into higher-quality uses. And I thought, sounds crazy I'm in. You know how much. And he's like, hey, if you invest in it, you can keep the IP and commercialization rights. And the Canadian government, through uh, a subsidiary uh, funding, will come and fund you too. Yeah. And then so I I wrote the check, uh, signed the agreement, and then he comes back to me and he says, Nick, we figured it out. And I was like, wow, Uh, okay, tell me me more. And so uh, he comes in and he shows me a plastic bottle and uh he, he dissolved it That's and it turned it into a uh you know the 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 liquid that it was in was clear it turned into almost it looked like milk really and uh and then you filter that and you have a pure chemical called tpa monomer yeah which is a, a core building block to plastic yeah. and you can uh create new plastics out of that so you're vent- essentially you're reversing the way that plastic is actually made yeah, okay. and then you can remake it into new like originally how is plastic. plastic made like is it a big process like uh, well, well, typically it's made out of like pulling materials out of the earth, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you, um, like a, the TPA monomer is like a core building block. It's almost like the glue. Yeah. Um, and that makes, you can make different types of plastic yeah. out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, re- we basically reverse the way that it was born yeah. and then rebirth it. It's crazy. Cause like, um, you, yours, your product does that in five minutes when the, the closest comparable does it in 16 hours. Is that correct? Yeah, there's other things out there now. I mean, okay. the industry is developing, but yeah. I mean, five minutes is very fast. But it's also extremely sustainable for us, yeah. economically. Uh, well, and also sustainable. But it's uh, it, it's uh, we use very low heat and energy, mm-hmm. uh, and it is extremely um, like, you know, we we can do it at temperatures lower than like a hot tub temperature. Wow. Right. Which which uh, other other companies kind of have to. 
you know, might make, uh, have to like grow and, and, or make enzymes. Right. Yeah. And then it's an enzymatic process. Ours is a chemical based process, but it's a chemical process that is super sustainable. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very fascinating. Yeah. And you guys have that partnership with Goodwill still? Yeah. yeah, yeah and and how, how, how was that? Like, do, do you just approach them with your idea? Like, uh, how well, are you able to make these big partnerships, right? I, I had the fun. relationships. Yeah, yeah. And um, someone introduced us and uh, to the CEO of Goodwill. And then, yeah, I went to and had a meeting with her. And I'm just naturally excited about what we're doing. And I told her about it. And she looked at me and she said, Nick, we've been looking for something. <laughs> just like this for a yeah. very long time you know this is amazing let's work together and i thought okay yeah perfect. you know would, i would absolutely love to and i really i really look up to michelle and uh you know her team's fantastic yeah. uh you know they've 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 have got a fantastic business uh, that that really cares um and um you know we've got a solution to help make them even better um and the planet better too yeah. so have you found pushback with uh starting this you always will um you know there's always going to be a number of different challenges always um so pushback in many different forms not typically from people or the demand um like there's definitely a need for like the planet wants and countries want right um but uh you know how do you actually bring this to life yeah yeah right you were the you were the kind of inventor of this so it's never been really done so how do you, you know, you have to like talk to like engineers to actually develop like the automation side of it. Yeah. And then like, you know, how you actually bring it to life. Right. So you had to bring yeah. a lot of smart people around to figure that out. Yeah. Like it's one thing to like, like dissolve it in like, you know, a small scenario, but for a big company, it's like, you got to use more stuff, right? Like yeah. you guys have a facility in, um, in London. Or? Yeah. We've got one in London. Cool. We're opening up one in Vancouver. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we've got a contract on the, uh, West Coast with a uh, very large uh, called a company called Timac, fantastic partner of ours, uh, where they actually take 100% of the uh, plastic waste off of every single ship that comes into a BC harbor, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's uh, north, that's a you know thousands and thousands of tons of plastic, right? So, uh, and then we'll be working directly with like Maersk, uh, you know, Nor- Norwegian Cruise Lines and whatnot to dissolve oh. all that plastic. Yeah, yeah. That's so smart. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they need to get rid of it somehow, right? Instead of dumping it in the ocean and right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, read like recently cool. in the news that like um, Canada reverted their ban on single-use plastics right. last last week on Tuesday. Uh, sure did. Thursday, right? I was actually <laughs> on a call with a group that is extremely, if not the group, that yeah. handles that kind of stuff yeah, today. Yeah. Um, like literally two hours ago, That's and discussing crazy. how we can work with them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you think crazy. you may have had an impact on why that swapped in any way? It's hard to say. You know, but I, I, I would imagine that, you know, there's a lot of eyeballs on us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been talking uh, with uh, Jagmeet Singh's brother and, you know, to, to figure out how we can work with them yeah. uh, and uh, and the NDP and, and uh, whatnot. Because I, I think, you know, if you're trying to go global with something, you have to bring, you know, some of the biggest people in the world on board to be able to actually make a dent um, and make change. So, um yeah, I think we have made an influence on them. We yeah. were influential on that. That's really That's cool, awesome, man. man. <laughs> uh, it's so funny how two hours ago you were on the phone with the heavies. <laughs> I love that. Mm. That's really cool. When this first, uh, when this idea was presented to you, did you have any doubt in it in any way? There's always some level of doubt, um, but I knew I had the tools to make it real. Yeah, so I think like, I wouldn't say doubt. I would say I could identify challenges initially, um, and I knew how to overcome them like immediately so i knew i could i had the tools and relationships to be able to make it really big yeah and i think like 
you know, everyone's different, but look, I'm not the guy, like, I know a lot of people and the right people. I'm very passionate. I'm the visionary of the group. Um, but I know that, you know, when it comes to, it's a kind of organizing like a hockey team. I have to kind of bring a team together, right? Yeah, yeah. And I want to, if I'm going to have a high likelihood of winning, uh, I, I want to buy uh, or get the best players possible, right? Yeah. Talking about a team, like, um, I know we had a question earlier. It's like, when, when do you know you're ready to have an assistant? You know what I mean? Like, as an entrepreneur, mm. you're taking on so many things. Like, when is it time to be like, okay, I need help? Like, um, It's probably different for everybody. Mm. But, um, look, I think... I typically am very good at my my tools are very um, and talents are useful. But I kind of good analogy for this is like I'm kind of on the front of like the ship, and I've got a spear, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at whales going by, and I'm harpooning whales. Yeah. and then my assistant and I kind of help pull that whale in, and then she'll take that and figure out how to dice up the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for all the, maybe the vegans watching. <laughs> but I was vegan for three months. Once, um, the record. Um, but um, yeah, then they figure out how to dice up the meat. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of like partnerships or, you know, different opportunities, maybe acquiring a company or what it might be. Like I usually start off those relationships and then the team figures out how to piece it all together. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my admin, Sam, you're the best so (laughs) you know thank you for organizing my life but um you know she does a fantastic job of you know organizing you know kicking off organizing uh you know what what meetings i should be taking and prioritizing them over others and uh you know maybe getting information quicker together to make a deal come to fruition or something like that so um you know it's it's different for everybody but when you feel like you know you're at a point where you'd be more efficient with you know sticking to one segment of things and then you have a team behind you to start you know kind of piecing everything together for you is is good yeah 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 cool i guess uh one question that we have here is uh is your inner child happy with who you are today yeah and for why sure. you know what i think um my inner i mean this could go very deep but i mean we won't for the sake of just saving some time <laughs> but um you know, I, I think like happiness isn't, uh, you know, isn't like a final destination, you know, maybe viewed as like the finish line, you know, it is something that, you know, you constantly have to like achieve, but also without negativity, you actually physically can't have positivity. So when you might be having a really big challenge, it's actually, um, you know, makes you appreciate the, the good times a lot more. Yeah. Right. I've actually learned to even really enjoy the challenging times. Yeah. Um, you know, well, before I might have gotten extremely stressed or something like that, like the normal human would. It's a normal reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I've kind of always been that person who's always kind of in war mode, yeah. you know, ready to, you know, front of the ship, front of the ship, mm-hmm. you know, always ready to take on the next whale. Yeah. I love that. And like, I, what, what are your challenges that you see in front of you? Like, um, in the next few months here, like what are some other things you're trying to break through? Mm, there's always, I mean, look, there's always things that come up. I I've even had deals fall through where, um, signed contracts were like, everything was signed. Some of the money was even sent over to us. And then all of a sudden that company went belly up. 
Oh. Right. So I might have been anticipating like the full deal to happen, but only half happened. So it's kind of like managing the deal processes yeah. and making sure things actually come to fruition. That's very important. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, those are probably some of the bigger challenges that I have now. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier just there's steps in like your life where it's like this business is this business. Is there another step in front after these three? Um, so we're doing a fairly large acquisition right now for Ethi Group, um, and we're looking on closing that pretty shortly, which is very exciting. It's going to bring our revenue uh, into a you know something that is a whole other level, um, which is very exciting, and across North America too. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'll be focusing a lot of my time on Denovia. Uh, there will be, I will still be you know co CEO with Ethi Group because I brought in another CEO to help manage the day to day. Well. I can focus on, you know, kind of bringing in more growth for the company and whatnot. But uh, Denovia on a, um, you know, value level is when I spend my bandwidth or 80% of my bandwidth on Denovia, it is bringing back more value for the total group. Um, Just because, um, you know, there's a higher multiplier on the value of that company because it can literally almost change the world. Yeah. Um, you know, so people, I mean, you can kind of look at like Tesla, right? Yeah. You know, the valuations on Tesla or whatever, it kind of goes way up because yeah. it, it makes a very positive impact on the planet and, and people, uh, see that. Right. So they, uh, anyways, so when, I, and with these relationships with, you know, uh, we've done a fantastic job with Ethi group. Um, but, uh, the opportunity, I mean, we're, there, there's, you know, $20 million contracts that we're making come to fruition with with ethi group but you know with the contracts on the uh denovia side they're they're well over you know they could be in the hundreds of millions type of thing so it's like you know you can where do you focus your time on right you know it's wherever wherever you're going to make the biggest impact because denovia is one of those things where like like you said it it could literally solve the world's like plastic problem yeah so it's like that valuation it's hard to like evaluate it can't put a number on that yeah, like when you go public, like the public will evaluate it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, c- publicly traded comparables right now have unbelievable valuations mm-hmm. um, and they're not profitable typically, hemorrhaging money and they're still worth $700, $800 million. Yeah. You know? So like with us, we're gonna have a lot of, a ton of revenue. Yeah. We're gonna have um, major, major partnerships that are, um, you know, very, they're, they're, ma- they're ma- like, I mean, Goodwill is a multi-billion dollar organization. Waste yeah. Connections is a multi-billion dollar organization. Timac on the West Coast, you know, Maersk, multi-billion. Norwegian Cruise Line, like, it, so yeah. when you're talking yeah. about these, like, we have literally an unlimited amount of plastic already dissolved. If we could dissolve all the plastic today, it would, it would translate, uh, it would put, uh, you know, a massive, we would be, uh, I, I can't say this, and also I, I can't make comments that we will be. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah, could, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. imagine that mm-hmm. we would probably be valued way higher than any other publicly traded comparable yeah. in yep. the industry. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're working towards. Yeah. We're and are working you guys public? Like you could buy a stock? Because uh, I'm trying to buy some stock. <laughs> <laughs> we're private right now, like okay. SpaceX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, we will be going public cool. more than likely at some point. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable, you know. I'm I'm in a place where I'm very excited on what we're working on. Um, everyone on the, on the team is. I think everyone listening, you know, to our story is very motivated. You know, they love yeah. they love hearing it. Um, 
So yeah, it's you know starting off with Canada and then the U.S. and then Europe, and yeah. we're gonna keep on going, right? And it's crazy because I feel like a lot of people don't know that like a product like this exists. Not at all. You know what I mean? Like like our friends or like family, like so people people are so like busy with their own lives that Everyone's they, they don't have these things to like you know think about. But when I heard like you know you're dissolving plastic in five minutes, like holy shit! It's an it's a noisy <laughs> world out there, right? It's, it's crazy too because like it's London. It's coming from London. Everyone always yeah. thinks London is a small city, or they compare us to London, England, but. Right. You're gonna change for London, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you can change the world if you want, wherever you are. Yeah. Putting London on the map. map literally. <laughs> 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 no. Tr- trying to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Drake's is like the six. Or yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the five. <laughs> you know? the five. The five. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. No, cool. Um, and I guess is there any other things that you would like to promote on on your yeah. end or things you would like to let our audience know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just follow me on Instagram. Follow our journey. I think it's motivating to have these people behind us cheering for us and, you know, potentially being a part of it in, in some way, shape or form in the near future um, by, you know, either reducing waste themselves or um, maybe even, um, you know, being a partner of the company at some yeah. point. You never know where these relationships can go. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I guess like one more question is uh, like London's introducing the green bin on January 15th. Like what are your thoughts on that in regards to like the green bin and how effective that is? Yeah. Um, Look, I, I, I can't say, from what I've learned about the industry, uh, I can't uh, point my fingers or say too much yeah. because I don't want to um, look make people look bad of necessarily, mm-hmm. but the industry needs to be better. Um, you know, the percentage of a recycling bin, period, is um, extremely low amounts of, of the contents in a recycling bin actually gets recycled. Yeah. Um, you know, so people think that it is, it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Um Look, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Um, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I guess yeah. we'll see. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll leave it like there. Um, honestly, thank you so much, uh, Nick, for coming on to our uh, show here today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll make sure that to have all your information up there as well. Thank Fantastic. You. Yeah. Thank awesome. you for having me, boys. No, of, of course. course. We'll do it again. Yeah. Peace. Peace.